0: Today is the day the Electoral College votes to make Donald Trump president, and much has been made in the news of late as to how Mr. Trump, with his rather shabby record of self-admitted immoral behavior, could have been such a favorite of the evangelical and fundamental Christians in this country. One reason often cited, of course, is the belief that he will appoint Supreme Court judges who will reverse Roe v. Wade, the decision that made abortion a legal choice for women in this country, This argument plays a part, no doubt, but it doesn't really explain to my mind why Trump, who is such an enemy of childhood programs, from paid leave for new parents to preschool education programs to family health care, public school funding, food stamp programs for the poor, etc., etc., namely all those societally structured things many children rely on once they are born, should have garnered so many fundamental Christian votes. And then something clicked in my mind that I thought deserved some consideration. Perhaps it's Trump's name, as it appears in the Bible, that has triggered all this uh, uh, fundamental Christian support. Perhaps it's the fact that Revelation speaks of God's Trump as the sign ushering in the end times that motivated these voters to do what they have done. Perhaps it's the very word Trump blazoned across the skylines of major cities throughout the world that drove these people. To voting in what they foresee as the second coming of Christ, Trump's uh, trumpets uh, really mean, in biblical terms, a blast from the shofar, the ram's horn that, uh, used by the Jews. And uh, I checked out um, uh, Wikipedia just uh, out of curiosity to see about Gabriel's horn, because Gabriel is the angel that is always. Uh, at least in legend said we'll be blowing the final trump, the final, uh, and this is Wiki, uh, Wikipedia's take on it. The trope of Gabriel blowing a trumpet blast to indicate the Lord's return to earth is especially familiar in Negro spirituals. However, though the Bible mentions a trumpet blast preceding the resurrection of the dead, it never specifies Gabriel as the trumpeter. Different passages state different things. The angels of the Son of Man in Matthew, the voice of the Son of God in John. God's trumpet, First Thessalonians 4. Seven angels sounding a series of blasts, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, which is from Revelation 8 through 11. Or simply, a trumpet will sound from First Corinthians. In related traditions, Gabriel is again not identified as the trumpeter. In Judaism, trumpets are prominent. They seem to be blown by God himself or sometimes uh, Michael, the archangel. In Zoroastrianism, there is no trumpeter at the Last Judgment. In Islamic tradition, it is Israfil who blows the trumpet, though he is not named in the Quran. The Christian church fathers do not mention Gabriel as the trumpeter. Early English literature does not. The earliest known identification of Gabriel as the trumpeter comes in John Wycliffe's uh, 1382 tract, De Ecclesiae Dominia, Dominio, in the Year 1455 in Armenian Arai- uh, art, there is an illustration in the Armenian manuscript showing Gabriel sounding his trumpet as the dead climb out of their graves. And two centuries later, Gabriel is identified as the trumpeter in John Milton's Paradise Lost. The lines, betwixt these rocky pillars, Gabriel sat chief of the angelic guards. He ended and the sun gave signal high to the bright minister that watched. He blew his trumpet heard in Arab since perhaps when God descended and perhaps once more to sound at general doom. Okay. So I checked as well biblical references, some of them I've mentioned from the uh, Wikipedia article. These come from um, St. Paul. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. First Corinthians fifteen fifty two. And then this from Thessalonians, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall be, shall rise first. First Thessalonians 4, 16. These two passages from Paul speak uh, to what Paul believed, that Christ would return in Paul's lifetime. Of course that didn't happen and people have been trying to predict the end times ever since could it be that Trump's very name inspired fundamental Christians to expect he could wind up being the cause of the end times well for that notion let's turn to the book of Revelation itself otherwise known as the apocalypse the final book of the Bible and to give you a little uh, preview of this. Um, Mainline Christians, especially Catholics, have had a problem with this whole notion of the end times. Uh, at Columbia, when I was uh, studying the Bible, at Columbia University, they uh, believed that Revelation was a reference uh, to things that had already passed. The tradition says that St. John uh, lived in a cave in Potmos and, re- and wrote the um, book of Revelation that he saw visions of the future. But um, mainline seminaries have taught that it, uh, this is uh, stuff that has already happened. The number 666 was Nero's, it was a reference to Nero's name, which does come out n- numerically 666. Um, some people have theorized that the whole book is really a reworking of a Jewish apocalyptic uh, that just um, got Christianized in order to make it more relevant to the uh, to the new religion but i can remember in uh when i was in my 20s standing in front of hagia sophia in istanbul looking up and imagining gabriel uh sounding his horn on the roof that's uh a, a turkish tradition that is uh, very strong in the culture well, let's take a look at uh, the passages, the relevant passages from Revelation. See if there is some appeal to this notion of the trump and the trumpet sounding. We'll begin with, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Uh, the seventh seal actually was my favorite movie when I was a teenager. It's a Bergman film. Uh, it's about, uh, death and a knight from the crusades playing chess on the beach. And the knight is actually winning until he goes to confession and reveals to, uh, death who is sitting in the, in the priest's seat, uh, what his next move is going to be. And I always loved it because what it is really is, uh, a movie about the differences between Gnosticism uh, the knowledge, the power of the night battling and, uh, intellectualizing his, his game with death versus a young family, a juggler, his wife, his child, who just, uh, travel through the world, um, amusing, entertaining and loving one another and, and life itself. It, uh, certainly puts, uh, Gnosticism, the knowledge end of things, uh, at a disadvantage. Anyway, so Revelation 8-2 begins, And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a gold censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it, with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand, And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth and voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake took place. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Now, these are events that happen as the trumpets sound. And there's a Got to be an argument here somewhere uh, against the notion that uh, this was all taken taken uh, place uh, in the past because the first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of trees were burnt up and all green grass was burnt up. And I would argue in class at Columbia University when he said this was all just a, a recounting of what had happened under the rule of the Roman Empire, that uh, this seemed uh pretty excessive, <laughs> and the further uh descriptions even more so uh that how you couldn't possibly uh describe this as having happened later uh when you started to, uh when I started thinking about the environment of course um there have been disasters the uh, north northern africa used to be a breadbasket for um for the world uh it was fertile land now it's desert so it's uh it is possible that taking the long picture you could say that this is this uh, first angel sounded the trump in the past the visions of blood what could that be volcanic lava um but the desert, desertification of Africa certainly uh, could account for the third part of the trees. Uh, the second angel sounds, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. This of course sounds like, uh, the 65 million year uh, ago, uh, asteroid that's, uh, supposedly was responsible for probably blocking out the sun, freezing the earth uh killing off the dinosaurs, and making um tiny mammals uh the the inheritors of the earth whether there's a whether there's a long distant truth in the second angel sounding or whether this is something yet to come um, perhaps both it's hard to say the the thing about this um uh, the Christian view of life is that it's linear. That we began with, uh, Eden, and we end with, uh, um, second coming, and that's the, that's the whole story. Other religions, uh, are more circular. If you take the Hindu or the Buddhist, you have not only s- small circles of reincarnation for each one of us, but the larger circles of um, eons and eras and 26,000 year periods where, where things begin to recycle again. But as a uh, linear thinkers, we Christians see these things usually as only happening once in history and then the end comes. So, to repeat, the second angel sounded and a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea, and had life, died. And this is interesting. And the third part of the ships were destroyed, which means that this is an event that happened during the during mankind's era uh, as well. The third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third of the rivers. And upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood. Now this, I do believe, has happened in the past. And what Wormwood means, uh, is nuclear radiation. Uh, we know that because the, the name Chernobyl, which was the most serious meltdown in the, in the world uh, until, uh, Fukushima took place. I think Fukushima is probably proving to be worse, more long-lived, more radiation into the sea. But if this is uh, going to be a symbol of uh, radioactivity in the world, uh, it couldn't be better. (laughs) Chernobyl means wormwood, and wormwood is the reference in the Bible. And when they say a great star fell from heaven, one of the things about the Bible is the stars and angels are interchangeable. And it, this angel, uh, if it's an angel burning as it were a lamp and it fell upon a third of the rivers would be perhaps, um, an image of the radioactivity that, that take place, that takes place in, in, um, stars. Or it could just be, um, something from God that came down and upon the fountains of waters and wormwood, um, it says, made the third part of the waters wormwood. The third part of the waters became wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Well, certainly people died on account of Chernobyl. And uh, In fact, my wife and I were in uh, Russia and in Georgia in 1987 right after this disaster, and they were taking radioactive meat uh, because they couldn't spare the cows and the sheep that were poisoned by this radiation. And they were divvying it up and sending it to different parts of the country so that everybody got a little bit of radioactive meat to eat. So I'm sure while we were staying in the hotels there that we got our share as well. Oh. Anyway, um, the waters that are being poisoned by radiation right now, of course, comes from Fukushima, uh, polar bears. It's beginning to show up in the animal life. Um Polar bears' uh, fur uh, sores in their mouths, um, and in some fish, although not as many uh, on the west coast in the Pacific as they expected right away, unless we're not getting the truth, of course. Um, radiation is pouring every day from Fu- Fukushima into the Pacific Ocean, and um, ultimately it could cause many people to die. And um, and many of the wildlife in, in um, that depend on the oceans for their survival. The fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Sounds like air pollution, doesn't it? Industrial pollution. This is something that uh, could be coming uh, to pass because of the uh, cabinet appointees that uh, uh, President Trump has made, uh, the climate deniers, the climate change deniers, the um, freeing up of the fossil fuel industries so that coal and oil and uh, gas can be fracked and uh, very little regulation uh, is what he's promising. So, we can expect a good deal of pollution, I think. I think that's what we're looking forward to. Now, this would be power generation pollution. It would be industrial pollution. It would be the methane that's released from leaking um, uh, gas wells in the fracking process. It could be, um, well, you know, you've read all about it, I'm sure. Um, and this will block the... Uh, you know, as pollution fills the air, a certain amount of the sunlight is going to be obscured and a certain amount of the uh, moonlight and a certain amount of the starlight. And so this is the fourth angel sounding, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it, And the night, likewise, that sounds like um, heavy-duty pollution to me. Revelation 8.13 says, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. So we've come to the fifth angel. The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him, see that reference to him being a star, being an angel, uh, was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. More pollution, but this pollution... I believe is volcanic. You open the bottomless pit, and there arose smoke out of the pit, it was in the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. That sounds like um, major volcanic eruption. Of course that's um, in the past that has uh made huge differences to our climate, mainly chilling it down because uh, so so little sunlight is able to reach the earth. Furthermore, there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. I think it was uh, the late great planet Earth that surmised that this um, vision of huge locusts with enormous power could be explained as being weapons, weapons of like helicopters. And of course today, before uh, now that, you know, after a late great planet Earth is written, drones, drones could be uh, very much uh, viewed by by a medievalist or a, a, an early Christian having a non-technological Christian having dreams of what was to come, seeing these things and saying, uh, oh, locusts, and it's a plague of locusts, um, you know, a bevy of helicopters carrying uh uh missiles of one sort or another nuclear or non-nuclear these uh locusts were commanded uh, that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither the any green thing neither any tree but only those men which have not the seal of god on their foreheads seal of god is a is a reference in um, you know, throughout the bible that m- implies um people touched by the Holy Spirit. Um, at least to Christians it is. And it's often contrasted with that whole notion of um, the mark of the beast, which is that 666 number I mentioned. The mark of the beast is, uh, in modern terms, has been defined as perhaps a, a financial chip or an ID chip that we would carry in our hands or in our foreheads that God does not want us to have, which we would probably use in place of credit cards, uh, or cash. And, um, that mark of the beast 666, interestingly enough, uh, and I've mentioned this on the show before, 666 to me, to my mind, the best explanation I've heard is, uh, it stands for Vav, Vav, Vav in Hebrew because Vav, uh, takes the place of W. And vav is the sixth letter of the alphabet in Hebrew, and so vav 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 is six six six, and www is the World Wide Web, which is what all of the uh, credit and financial institution is based upon, uh, credit cards and chips and you name it. It's all it's all part of the World Wide Web, and so um, we have a modern indicator of what that early scary number it <laughs> was all about but this is um this is the uh, seal of god on their foreheads the holy spirit it's a little like that blood on the on the lintel that keeps uh, the angel of death from striking the jews down um and the passover takes place and to them it was given that they should not kill them but they should be tormented these are the people without, that don't have this uh, seal of God on their foreheads. These are the ones that are not being spared. They, uh, should be give, they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Interesting uh it sounds to me like uh, radiation poisoning, uh, which can be painful and ugly and uh, and people will no doubt some of them at any rate will seek to die rather than go on suffering, and uh, for some reason they will not be allowed to die. Revelation nine. Seven And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. I have seen uh, artist renderings of uh, helicopters and, and weapons of war that um, were made to look like this description, and they're pretty convincing. Uh, it's radio, so I can't show you anything like that. But think of them as uh, modern weapons. And they had a king over them, it goes on, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which was which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for, the, for to slay the third part of men. In other words, a third of men will die. This great river Euphrates, one of the four rivers that ran through historic Eden, they say, runs through Turkey, runs through Syria, runs through Iraq, it covers the Middle East and the four, uh, uh, angels which are bound in the Middle East and which are loosed that slay a third of, third part of men sounds very much to me like nuclear war in the Middle East. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000,000. Well, interestingly enough, that's two million that's the number of the uh, a number of members of the chinese army today 2 million men i doubt there were anywhere near 2 million people in the whole of the middle east back at the time of st john and thus i saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone and Heads of the horses were as the heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. Major war power going on. For their powers in their mouth and in their tails, that's where they shoot the missiles from, in their, and their, uh, for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads And with them they do hurt. And yet, it says, we don't repent. And so finally, the second coming arrives. It sounds very much like the way we are. (laughs) And I have just time enough to read the end of this to you, I think. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not, of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented that they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. And the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever you know i would think this is stretch to say that trump was elected simply because of a bible prophecy and yet consider uh that trump the businessman has only succeeded in marketing his name as a landlord casino operator and golf course developer he's employed uh he's he's enjoyed some success but the The resource that made him a billionaire came in marketing the name Trump, and it may be the Bible prophecy connected with that name, which brought the turnout of Christians that helped push him over the top. It's all just supposition, of course, just something that occurred to me in which I thought I would devote one half hour of NTE radio to talk to you about. Well, thanks for allowing me this half hour of speculation. And unfortunately, we are out of time for today. If you'd like to listen again to this or any of our past shows, just go to our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about IANS, go to their website at iands.org. And tune in next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.